rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's happening? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yo, what's going on? Mamma mia. I'm a little bit out of sorts. I don't know. Whew. I'm feeling tired. I'm exhausted from life. And the camera is blurry. Damn it. Yeah, I'm here. Are you? Can you hear me? I hope. Is everything going out okay? Tara, I hear there's question marks on the chat. What's going on? We got a problem? It looks good. All right. Somebody say something. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, good. Thank you, Lee. I have to have you guys on my producers. What can I say? If it's not, I, I mean, I don't know. What the hell do I know? I'm barely able to get in front of the microphone sometimes. Thank you all. Thank you, Jim, for starting out the show, as always, with the Super Chat. It helps us. My name is Tara Devlin. For those who don't know, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices. Anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps us grow. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That is essential. When you become a patron of Tower Buster, you're also a patron of RDT Daily, which is the website Republican Dirty Tricks. And goddamn, we're never out of a shortage of things to write about. Right? I wish one day we would run out of things to write about on Republican Dirty Tricks, but it never stops. Because we have been up against this forever. Whether they call themselves Republicans, whether they're conservatives, Tories, um, uh, the uh, optimates, and the popularity, as opposed to the popularity. Um, what else? Well, Republicans, conservatives. It's conservatism. Now, they're also called DLC Democrats. I'm sorry. And um, I was wondering, what, what am I going to call the show? I, I always let you know about my thought process for the wondering. Because, you know, when people go look at the shows, you don't just want to see a number. Yeah, the know-nothings. Exactly. Thank you, we Resist Evolve. Oh, and thank you, Mark C., for another super chat. They're coming in. And we need them. Thank you. This is a community effort, and I'm not kidding, not just on the production value sense. So, And if you're not a member of Discord, you can join our Discord community. That's another good way to keep in touch with each other. We're building a community. It's really cool to get to chat between shows and share articles, things that are going on in our lives, share pictures of our pets. Not just, you see Francis Jr. Jr. over there is sleeping. And uh, hello, Patricia. I see you. I see you. Thank you for hanging out. And what was I going to say? Yeah. 
Eh, it's a community effort. But I was thinking today, when am I going to call the show? Of course, it's Memorial Day, which, I mean, Twitter is celebrating by bringing us to 100,000 dead in two months. I'm, I'm sure they're all crying about the crocodile tears that are flowing in the Republican circles. How it's a terrible tragedy when even one, we lose even one person. You know that's what they have to say. They don't give a shit. You think that Twitler stays up worrying about who's got the coronavirus, who's going to die if they go back to work too soon? No. He is not preparing. He's not prepared. And he doesn't care. That's Twitler, and that's the Republican Party. Their entire agenda is to destroy democracy. You think I'm being hyperbolic? No. That's what we're up against when we do this show. And it is why this show and the real liberal media, the rest of the real liberal media, like Bob Kincaid, like Mike Malloy, like the Progressive Voices community for the most part, why we are the liberal we are essential to taking this thing back we don't have the corporate media and i certainly will rail enough about them and it's needed because people don't even realize media is uh, is insidious television especially it's a passive medium so you sit there and you are being bombarded with someone's constructed reality, whether you're watching a television show um, or a documentary, any, all of it. You know, it's such bullshit to say, no, oh, media bias, media bias. We're all biased creatures. That's the nature of humanity. And we should all be biased, frankly, for democracy. And, but here's the problem. We don't agree on a common story. What does it mean to live in a democracy? What is a democracy? Yeah, okay, let's get technical. A constitutionally limited democratic republic. That's what this is. It's not a direct democracy. We democratically elect our representatives who are representing us in the republic. Um, What? But yeah, so it's constitutionally limited, democratic republic. We are a nation of laws. They're supposed to follow the laws uh, of the Constitution. That's why, in many ways, democracy, well, democracy, direct democracy can be, um, uh, it could be dangerous. And that's why you need a Constitution, you need laws, and you need, uh, you know, the, uh, the limits of the mob, so to speak. As you, that's why you hear the Republicans. They'll they will only talk about democracy. They'll they'll always remind. Oh no, this is a republic, not a democracy. It's they they're full of shit. Ultimately, that's what it is. They are full of it. They fix the facts around the policy, no matter what, whatever suits their agenda. If it sounds better to be for democracy, they'll say. Oh, we're a democracy. Like when they wanted to stop 
transgendered human beings from using a bathroom. They don't like, you know, because this is the pee-pee patrol. So someone who is an ident- they identify as female and they're living their life as a female, these monsters, the, the Trump banzies, the fascists, the, the small-minded, the devolved, regressive monsters, the, the albatrosses hanging around our national necks, these freaks, they will say, oh, well, this is a democracy. We want, we have voted. They'll put on a ballot measure. The people voted, and they say that this person who is in, in all intents and purposes a woman, although she doesn't have what they deem to be the appropriate pee-pee. That's, they're very small-minded. And they're pee they're very hyper-obsessed with pee-pees. What's a pee-pee doing? Is it having a, uh, are you wrapping the pee-pee in the appropriate attire? Is the pee-pee behaving properly? Or are you behaving as your pee-pee should tell you to behave? Or are you, I don't know, uh, you're, you're crossing the line somehow. The, that's, I mean, they're, they're infants. It's, we all grow out of your pee-pee obsession when you're a little baby. You're like, oh, wow, look, I got a pee-pee. I got this. I got an innie. You got an Audi, whatever. You, you, you become, you grow up. You don't, you're not obsessed with your pee-pee. But the Republicans are, are the pee-pees, um forming a legal marriage contract, or the right combination of peepees getting together in this contract. But so when they want to be, want to say that they're, oh, we're a democracy, we're a democracy, they want to force somebody who is a woman to go into a man's bathroom when, oh, yeah, so we could be more divisive and uh, get this person... Uh, abused and harassed and uh, possibly murdered by the good Christians who, who, I mean, really, I wish, I wish they were Christian. They're full of shit. They're, they're only Christian. I don't know what Christ they're worshiping, but th- this Christ is a sick bastard. It's their, uh, what's their holy obligation? The only holy obligation is gay bashing on whatever sick version of Christ that they have. Anyway, but then they'll say this is a democracy. Oh, look, well, the people have voted. We put a ballot initiative on there. And the people say that we need uh, the right peepees in the right bathrooms or whatever. And, or they, they're just abusive. It's abuse. So I don't know why I got off on this sidetrack, but it's really what it's because this is why we have a national PTSD. We don't, we have not agreed. We have never agreed on what it means to be an American. That's for sure. And it continues to change. I have my definition and I believe I'm right. I'm sorry. 
I am a student of history. I understand um, what this thing that we're doing, what it is. It's not a, a uh, we didn't, the founders didn't rebel against an intergenerational aristocracy to rebuild one here, to just make one across the pond. That's not what this thing is about. We were founded in the liberal ideals. It's the same thing about what it means to be a Democrat. I keep hearing, this is one of the bugs up my ass lately. Uh, well, there's many bugs up my ass, figuratively, thankfully. But what is, I, I keep hearing when when corporate Dems want to limit what the what would we, we the people can do what this country can accomplish together they have they constantly say i'm uh, i'm a real democrat like against aoc i'm specifically referring to there was a debate i live in aoc's district in the 14th district in new york city and in Queens and the Bronx. I live in Queens in Sunnyside. And AOC had a debate with she has a she has a challenger. Caruso Cabrera. Is it, what's her first name? I think it's Maria. She's a corporate demo. She's a f fuck oh no, Michelle. Sorry. She's a phony, fake ass corporate dem who sounds like a Republican to me. Get lost, frankly. I can't wait to vote against her in the primary. So they're challenging AOC in the primary because she's effective. It is the sign of she's doing it right. That's why when I get when I get letters from conservatives, when I get hate mail or whatever, if I trigger them, they're very easily triggered. They, I mean, we can get, we'll get into them more, but. I consider that a compliment, really. I thank them. I say, I have just, you've just confirmed that I'm doing it correctly. So thank you. But this um, attacks on AOC in the debate, she had a debate, they had an online debate. And I, honestly, I she could have been debating a Republican the way this woman sounded. And the thing that she kept saying, what this this Michelle Caruso Cabrera, of course, I mean, she has some very stupid um, sound bites, like AOC is MIA, meaning she's more, she's in, she's never in the district. Bullshit. She's in this district. I'm in the district. She, I see her in the district. She's out here passing out food. They're d delivering PP, um, what do you call it, P protective gear in the district to people. So, but AOC is MIA, and this is what she's saying, and she's divisive. Of course, that annoys the fuck out of me, because this is the attacks that we get from the DLC, fake-ass corporate Wall Street kiss up kick down wing of the democratic party that charge us real democrats the real democrat the fdr democrats with being divisive this woman said to aoc you're not a democrat you're a democratic socialist 
I am still asking everybody, this is an open question. I have asked this to Democrats. I have yet to get an answer. And the corporate Dems. If you're a corporate Dem, what does it mean? What's the difference? So she's a democratic socialist. We know what that means. Everybody in, nobody out. We leave no one behind. Medicare for all, like every other goddamn country. You know, we could do anything here in this country, supposedly, except what every other country has done for generations. And they continue to use these divisive and misleading talking points. Oh, well, they have universal health care in Italy. They have it in France. They have it in Germany. They have it, yeah. And they still have, they've still been hit hard by the pandemic. That Universal health care doesn't stop a pandemic. But nowhere on earth, no, no other country but this country, do we have people who don't go to the doctor when they're sick who, because they're afraid of medical bills? This is part of the reason, on top of Twitler's ineptitude and the Republican indifference and the Democratic DLC, Democratic Party, carrying water for the insurance racket. The, it's part of the reason we have such an abhorrent death rate and, and rate of infection. When you're sick, people, they feel, they don't feel well. They got to go to work. You don't have a day off. There's no guaranteed sick leave in this country like every other country. It's not that this country is poor. We're just poorly educated. Like Twitler said, I love the poorly educated because they're dumb. They're easily played. And we are the biggest ass suckers going on the planet because we, we make the world go round. We make these mother effers as rich as they are. They couldn't do it without us. Oh, they came up. If somebody came up with an idea, let's say, well, Jeff Bezos, he decided he was, his idea was a bookstore, an online bookstore. And then it's uh, shipping, two days shipping, everything in two days. He, ch he made, yeah, he changed the paradigm. That's fine. But does that mean you get to be the richest person on this goddamn planet? Because uh, something tells me he didn't do it alone. He did it with, thanks to, to the civilization we all created. We laid the groundwork of that civilization. His online store was only he's only um capable of having a store online because of government research and development that we all paid for that created the internet that we invested in each other and the trucks that drive our roads that are paid for by tax dollars the courts that enforce our the the legal contracts that he made with other booksellers and book writers or whatever the hell. Other businesses that he uh, you know, basically drove out of business, many of them. But what's, what's the meaning of an economy? It's not just to keep the rich rich.
and the working class, the working poor, that's where we are now. This is the United States of serfs and lords. And we have to ask ourselves, what's wrong with us? Because I ask every week, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to put up with this? It starts with us educating each other about what's really going on. This country, corporations are doing massively well. They are reaping record profits. Right now, the rich in this pandemic, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did, maybe not though. The rich have gotten exponentially richer in the pandemic, while millions of Americans have no jobs? By choice. By, by choice. That is a choice. And if you don't know, if you're stumbling into the show for the first time, I, I challenge you to go online and find me a food bank line in England in France, in Germany. Find me all the businesses going out of business in Australia, in New Zealand, in Ireland. You won't find any. It's happening here because we are, are allowing it. The Republicans don't give a shit. And, um, you know, right now, Twitter is out golfing. Remember how much he said he loved, he would never leave the White House. He would never, um, you know, because he had too much to do. He would love love being there, working for the people, just working. He has spent more time on the golf course than any other president. He spent more money, more of our taxpayer money, in the, go- uh, in the first few months of his presidency than Obama did in his entire presidency. So, yeah, the hypocrisy is astonishing. And what is Mitch McConnell doing? Is he in, did he call back the Senate to ensure that the American people have, uh, don't lose their jobs, that they have the paychecks coming in like they are in every other country? I have to stress that. Every other country is paying the workers to stay home. And in every other country, they have guaranteed sick leave by the federal government. It's not, you have guaranteed sick leave in every other country. Not here. We're the only country that doesn't have that. When we have the richest, most profitable corporations that pay zero taxes. Now, tell me, how, how much longer are we going to take it? I have to ask. How much longer? And for the corporate Dems, how dare you continue with the, with the de- divisiveness? This is the thing. I want to get straight between us with the real, real Democrats, real progressives. We're not the ones who are divisive. There is nothing more divisive than enabling the kiss-up, kick-down oligarchy, a country keeping the country that is the least upwardly mobile um, in a in in excess 
of working poor to manipulate. I don't know. Does that make us? Did I make? Does that sentence make any sense? There's nothing more divisive than telling people that uh, I got mine. Sucks to be you. Th- that's uh, the American way. That, and this is what when I was watching the debate between Michelle, uh, whatever the hell, I'm just trying to get her name right here. She, it doesn't matter. I can't. I can't wait to vote against it. Caruso Cabrera. Go back to CNBC, lady. When I was watching her, she the talking points. It could have been a Republican. And okay, I'm getting annoyed. I'm listening. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at uh, who is this fucking guy on the chat? Carl. He's on the Periscope. Progressives are the most divisive operation ever. Really? How? You know, social security, unemployment insurance, living wages, uh, union, um, leaving no one behind. How is progressivism divisive? I'd like to hear, you know, so divisive? Really? I Don't come onto my fucking channel and push stupidity. And, and your bullshit without backing it up. Let's see the receipts. The thing that annoys me about conservatives is that they're all benefiting from the, from the society that progressives make possible. But they lack the maturity and the manners to simply say thank you. Instead, they got to get on there. They're on Social Security and Medicare. They're drinking... See the coffee I drink? I'm not going to get explosive diarrhea because some fucking progressive decided that we should have a society that has standards. Not like Republicans, because the only thing Republicans can do is roll back those standards. Like, I'm sure you're a big carnivore because you are a real man. You like eating a lot of dead corpses. You're like, well, corpses are dead. You like eating a lot of dead pigs. Well, thank Twitler, I can guarantee that you have eaten feces and pig toenails and uh, pig vulvas and all this shit that used to not be allowed into the meat supply. But Google that, Mr. Carl, and get back to me. But in the meantime, keep shoving the stupidity into your mouth. You're, that's your right as, an, as a white American. But don't bring it to my channel. Have the manners to sit down and shut your mouth and try to learn something and act like a human being. All right? We got decent people here trying to talk. It's, they bring nothing to the table. They just come on in, and they're like, progressives are so divisive. How? By, because here's the thing about progressives. Even the dummies, like Carl, will benefit from the, from the hard work that we put in, despite all of the goddamn conservatives dragging us down, dividing us. I got mine. Yelling at people. Uh, 
bullshit, believing bullshit, cheering, a tax cheating, draft dodging, dictator envying con man, enabling that filthy, disgusting grab, smash and grab that we are enduring right now, where Twitler is re- rewinding all progress. And what do you think you sit in that equation, Carl? This country is a progressive initiative. There's nothing more progressive than saying, we don't need a king and an aristocracy. Uh, I, I mean, really, nothing, uh, progressives of device. I, it's like so difficult as I'm trying to talk, we're trying to have a conversation. And then we have, and there's like some fucking little turd jumping in, a little gnat. Progressives are annoying. The progressives are divisive. Really? But nothing. Bringing nothing to the table. Give me an example. What are you talking about? Don't come in here with your bullshit. They have nothing. That's why. They have no receipts. There's nothing more divisive than I got mine, fuck off. They're not giving a shit that 85 million Americans have no health care or less to less than uh, or next to nothing in health care or one third can't retire or others can't uh, save four hundred dollars for an emergency. This is what we're talking about. Living wages, retirement security, health care, decent middle class lives. That used to be the American birthright. Now we got the American birthright is stupidity, is dum-dums, cheering their own demise. Easily played by the oldest tricks in the book. Hmm. Anyway. Whatever. Oh, yes. Everybody in, nobody out is the opposite of divisive, as Haiku says on the chat. I'm seeing, I have this chat, it's called Restream Chat, because of the restream. I'm seeing, he's on on, um, Periscope right now. So you're probably not able to see him, Haiku. Let me see. Oh, okay. Somebody's calling in soon. A guy who, well, I gave him the number. He's telling me he doesn't have the number. What's the number? Look down. Okay, hold on. It's right here. Some um, he'll be calling in at seven o'clock. I've been trying to get him. He 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 was a he's a protester. He's a He's protesting the Trump banzees. And he was attacked by a bunch of Trump banzees. No, they chased him. And the, he sent me the video, and I honestly, it was terrifying. So I asked him if he'd like to call in at 7 o'clock. So hopefully he will. And we'll talk to him about his experience. And it is how brave it is to stand there, to 
scream, I mean, at these screaming morons and be the, the, the one standing up to them, the lone voice of reason. Why the idiots are all, they're not social distancing. They're standing there without masks, demanding that the, uh, that, you know, the, everybody gets back to work. We get back to normal, you know, cause they're babies. They're like children. That's babies, baby talk. Oh, I don't, I don't like it at home. Okay. The number is right in this email. What is the number? I'm sending you a picture of Mormon Tallery. It's too late. I'm on the air. I asked him to send me a picture if you wanted to be, want me to put the picture up. I can't do it when I'm on the air. You understand? I'm doing a show. It's live. Anyway, just call in if you're listening. And we can talk about it. Uh, anyway, guys, sorry, I'm very irritated tonight. I'm just at the end of my rope sometimes. And I get easily, uh, you know what it is? It's the, bu the bucket is already full. And it takes a couple of drops to spill the bucket over. So when I get some right winger, bothering me in the middle of a show it is bothering because it's it's inanity i guess i should ignore it i should try to ignore it but when someone the progressives are divisive well show me i am open to evolving show me show me where how examples i, I cannot have a conversation with a fucking emotional two-year-old. It's like when my nieces and nephews were little. Sometimes you can't reason. They're because they're not mature enough to you can't talk them into not eating ice cream for dinner. You have to explain it. You just gotta move on and and do the right thing anyway. So if somebody just pops in and is like, progressives are divisive, well, show me. Don't be an annoying little gnat. Where? Give me examples. What happened? Did something happen to you? Don't be a child. And I'm asking, it's like asking a bird not to fly. That's the problem. Or fish not to swim. For God's sakes. It's like, yeah, I'm open to listening. What happened? Did something happen to you? What's divisive? Let's learn and live and, gr and grow. Instead of progressive are divisive. I like, you know, Johnny is like this and, ba and Betty is like that. I don't even know. It's not even that. It's like this stereotype BS is the laziest argument progressives I give me an example what do you mean i have the receipts every week i come here with the receipts so and every well every time we have a show we have more we don't just do the show on saturdays anymore we do we try to do them as much as possible but i'm backing up the story here nobody would be listening if i sat there going conservatives are dumb they're just Intransient. They're stupid. I, I've, yeah, I got the receipts to prove it. 
We have shit to back it up. Like exhibit A, exhibit B, exhibit C, D, E to F and Z and beyond. So if you're telling me progressives are divisive, show me. What are you talking about? How is it divisive to have uh, policies that say everybody in, nobody out? How is Medicare for all divisive? Except, you know why? It's divisive because he has his. He thinks, oh, I'm be- this is divisive. I don't want to be in a country that works for all. It's all about me. I'm Carl. The fucking world revolves around me. I'm the sun, the moon, and, it, and uh, I'm uh, the center of the universe. A most crowded place filled with calls and the rest of the Republican Trump anzies. They're the center of the universe, like a child. Children grow out of that. You know what I mean? They do. You think when you're a baby, you're in the crib, you're like, I am the world. It goes, ex- ex- extends past your eyelashes, and that's about it. But then you grow up and you and as an adult you see that wow this shit there's some amazing things in the world there's some ugly things in the world but we are in this together it matters what we do we're all connected it matters you know when we ha- help each other Societies understand, most societies that are functioning understand that we're in it together. How is it divisive? What's progressivism? The GI Bill, unemployment insurance, regulating meat, regulating water, ensuring that the air you breathe is not filled with shit from some corporate freaking smokestack. Living wages, retirement security, decent middle-class life, leaving no one on the battlefield, leaving no one on the battlefield of illness, on the battlefield of ignorance. Accountability. Um, How about, you know, fucking the Constitution. How about America itself pledging your lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other? There's nothing more progressive than that. Who, does, who did Carl pledge his life, fortune, and sacred honor to nobody? He's a taker. He takes everywhere he goes. It's because he's been duped. He thinks, oh, I'm some uh, billionaire is going to trickle on me any minute now, another 30 years, another 40 years. I keep cheering my, my betters and they'll trickle on me. God damn it. You'll see. And these divisive, these goddamn divisive progressives who want to make sure that everyone has a decent middle-class life by ensuring everybody in, nobody out. And giving me health care, giving me retirement security. And uh, How about Social Security? You like that, Carl? Oh, my God. So tell me. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? I don't know. I keep saying, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But um, give me a break. Give me an example. 
or fuck off. But that's who they are. This is what they do with the internet. And another reason why they're such tragic and tedious bores is, I've said it before, the internet is an amazing thing. Thank God for the internet. Well, thank God. Thank government research and development that we got together. We're connected. The internet, if, uh, you know, if lizards could evolve and become... Uh, uh, and have opposable thumbs and build a society, they wouldn't care because lizards don't have that part of their brain that is connected to each other. They're, I mean, you may have a lizard who's a pet, you might like it, but they don't have the part of a brain that has the emotions of connection like we do. Oxytocin is a, a bonding chemical that we have, that we share with other mammals. Uh, Cats, dogs, pigs, all the animals that people eat. That's why I don't eat them, because they have that emotions. They They feel love. They feel connection. They feel fear. We share those things. But lizards... You know, if they if they were able to evolve, they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't make an internet because they're not connected. Like snakes, same thing. All these, you know, different uh, animals. They don't have those that part of the brain that needs to be with others. When we're, what's the worst torture you could give? What you what you can inflict on a human being is put them in solitary confinement. Babies go mad. Babies go, they they grow up damaged when they're not held. That's because we're in this together. Human beings are interdependent. We have, that's how Mother Nature made us. So when you're talking about, I got mine, me, 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 I'm the center of the universe. You're against humanity. You're you're not helping. Cuz that's why. I mean, if this pandemic doesn't show you that we're all connected, what the f ever will? And they get you, Carl, with this I mean, I don't get I don't mean get you understand you. They get you like a dupe in a trap. Voting for your own demise, cheering against your better interests, not giving a shit. I was, I saw something about you, Carl's one of these people like, oh, I hate political correctness. I was watching something earlier and Twitler was on and they were reviewing some of his greatest hits. And one of them was, remember, oh, the end of political correctness. No more political correctness. Because they can't be bothered, you see. These devolved regressives who anti-American, anti-human, they can't can't be bothered. And inconveniencing themselves in any, any stretch of the imagination, just a little bit, they can't. If somebody says, no, I don't want to be called this anymore, you, you called me that. I never got the chance. I was not sit, sitting at the table when the the uh, powers that be decided that 
I was my people, the people that look like me or come from the area of the world that I come from are going to be called such and such. So I would rather you not call me that. I would like to be called whatever. A diff- I don't want to be called a mick. I don't want to be called a spick. I don't want to be dehumanized. So how about you call me by my name or call me, you know, an Irish American, call me an African American, call me whatever. But they can't be bothered. You know, political correctness is just another way of being a human being. And it's also being a patriot. When someone in a country of 320 million diverse people, immigrants, the majority of whom came from other places, by design, because we uh, committed genocide against the indigenous people and the country is a nation of immigrants created by white people who immigrated here. And... Part of the, one of the challenges, one of the uh, articles against King George was that he was limiting immigration. So the founders, they seem to understand how important immigration is. And why you would want to attract other human beings, the best people to come. Hey, you know, it's like having a party. Come to my house. My party's great. But who wants to come to this fucking party? There's no health care here. There's, people can't save $400. There's uh, one-third can't retire. We got uh, people homeless, dumb-dumb screaming, not giving a shit, don't even want to go out of their way one iota by putting on a mask. That's too much effort for these morons. You know, the Patriots, it's Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day weekend. How many Americans have died? They gave their last measure of devotion while these effing Republicans, these selfish pricks, they can't even be bothered to put on a mask to save another American. Because they're stupid and selfish and they are infants. And I don't mean to insult infants because infants grow up. Like, for instance, here's this this effing idiot, Representative Scott Stone. I don't know if you saw this on right before I went on the air. Twitter is one of the things that's trending is Pottery Barn. Because Representative Scott Stone is... He's like, he wants to see the manager. He's like uh, Mika Brzezinski. He's, you know, straight, so-called white male, powerful white male. He can't be bothered. Dear Pottery Barn. Let's see if I can show you my screen. Dear Pottery Barn and other retailers. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to get rid of this. Get rid of that. Okay. Do this. I know it's taking too long. Dear Pottery Barn and other retailers, I am not 
capital N-O-T, shopping by appointment. You're allowed to be open, so be open. And why close at 5, when the mall is open till 7? Do you actually want to sell anything? This is your great rugged individuals. Your Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen. They, the rugged individuals, these patriots who can't go shopping without their M-16s because they're such cowards. And um, obviously, they're such rugged individuals, they, um, they, they won't be inconvenienced by Pottery Barn. They want it, when they want to go to Pottery Barn, God damn it, they're going to go. And Pottery Barn just goddamn better comply. Because they will not be inconvenienced. Maybe it's so their staff can effing wipe down the surfaces when these disgusting Republicans without masks come in and breathe on everything with their coronavirus and their stupidity. Uh, I mean, I don't want them breathing on me for their stupidity. I I hope it's not catching. I'm sure it's not at this point. He's so... This is your pay. This is your uh, Republicans who, in the middle of a pandemic where this country is failing, it's only by it's they're failing by choice. It's the Republicans. They're in the Senate. Mitch McConnell called back his fellow fascists from the Senate, his Republican co-conspirators, not to make sure that Americans don't lose their job, that everybody has their paychecks like they are doing in every other country. But so he can push more unqualified judges onto the bench. That's their priority. Like Twitler's priority is golfing right now. 100,000 Americans dead in two months. And this fucking doltard is out golfing. And he's got on the internet this, the window onto the world where you can learn anything, you could do anything, you can, well, not do anything, but mostly anything. You could go, and you could go on Google Earth, you could walk around in Pompeii, the ruins of Pompeii. You could do such interesting things. You can learn, you could online learn, you could take courses about history, about any subject. You can connect with other human beings all over the planet who could tell you that, yeah, uh, we got universal health care here, and what the fuck is wrong with you? And uh, But instead, they go on, and uh, this is what they do with the Internet. Well, like what Carl does. Progressives are divisive. Okay. They act like dum-dums. They spread the stupidity. So here's Scott Stone, Dear Pottery Barn. You, well, you will not be inconvenienced, goddammit. He wants his, his, uh, artisanal ashtray or something. I don't, who the fuck knows? And he wants it now. Love how the lefties are so worked up about my last tweet, which highlights the frustration so many have about 
how slow North Carolina economy is reopening. Yeah, you fucking douchebag. We're dying out here, you scum-sucking, bottom-feeding, kiss-up, kick-down, greed-centered ghost of the Gilded Age. You useless, disgusting, anti-American, fascist pig. No offense to pigs. How dare you? I love how they're so worked up. We're just highlighting what an, an ignoramus you are. What a baby you are. People are worked up about the economy not opening in the middle of a pandemic. Over in England, remember last show we read how the people of England are like, no, 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 hey, hey, hold on. Wait a second, mo- uh, you monstrous conservatives. Because they got them there too. But those conservatives aren't even as near the useless Twitter trolls that we have here, the fascist, useless monsters that we have to contend contend with here because they're not trying to, um, you know, kick people off of health care. And they, in England, they're saying, we want to stay home. What are you talking about? It's too soon. Because they understand they're getting paid in England to stay home. They're getting their salaries. No businesses is closing. And when they get, when they finally do open the economy and they open up the society, everybody will just go back to work. Here, there'll be 40 million people out of work. Good luck. Good luck starting the economy. That's all they give a shit about. You're nothing. You're a, you're a serf to be worked to death. And if that means that you got to work in the middle of a pandemic, so be it. It's not, they're not going to die. It's not their family out there. It's not their mamas and papas. I love how the lefties are so worked up about my last tweet, which highlights the frustrations so many have about how slow North Carolina economy is opening. Slower than most states. Maybe they believe government should continue to write checks forever and keep the economy closed. No, how about government do its job? Write checks forever. Hey, you fucking, no, you taker. Nobody takes more than a Republican. Not only are they takers, they also are complainers, whiners, whiny little bitches. They add nothing. Confuse everybody. No, honey. And if all these Republicans, if any, like Carl, if that idiot Carl would perhaps do a Google search, dummy, and see how the rest of the world is dealing with the pandemic, how in Italy they're just starting to reopen, but nobody is on a food bank line in Italy. They're not in food bank lines anywhere else on earth, but here in the richest country in the world. And that's by choice of the right-wingers in this government. That's why they're unfit. They're unfit to judge a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore, much less lead a modern nation in the middle of a pandemic, especially. They're useless. Having a tantrum is, uh, this is what they do. They just have tantrums. I want to get, and that's what those protesters are, too. 
whiny little babies. And they're stupid. That's the other thing. Get right at the mad... At, get right. Get mad at the right things. I keep saying that. Get mad at the right, at the correct things. That's what they should... Get mad. Yeah, okay. It's, it isn't... I'm angry. I'm angry at the, the right-wing government on both sides of the aisle that doesn't want to do what the rest of the world is doing. What? Uh, and there's still, we still have some right-wing Democrats that, are, that still carry water for the insurance racket. The unpatriotic bastards that they are, divisively telling people that, oh, uh, well, you see, in Italy, they got a pandemic too, and they got it, uh, universal health care. That's beside the point. Anything to keep the for-profit health insurance racket, uh, you know, trickling money. Well, it's not, it's not a trickle when it comes to buying politicians. It's more like a flood. What is this? Alyssa Milano is trending? Who cares? She's another one. Oh, yeah, Pottery Barn. Unbelievable. How stupid these... 96,000 U.S. deaths are tragic, but Mecklenburg's CO's 72 deaths, 100% had pre-existing conditions were or were in nursing homes. Well, then they should be dead, right? Is that your... That's the argument you're going with? We should be laser-focused on protecting the most vulnerable. Oh, bullshit. That's where most governments have failed in dealing with this crisis. No, honey, you failed. Not every person who died of coronavirus is someone with a pre-existing condition or um, already on their last legs as goddamn, what's that, Papa Bear, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? You know, one of, the, uh, one of these conservative jokers. Oh, they were on their last legs. They're on their last legs anyway, so let them die. And it's, um, yeah, it actually is good for our social safety net. This is the meme that they're pushing. Because Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation because they're unfit. They're unfit mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Someone who is emotionally and spiritually fit doesn't talk like that. They don't say, oh, well, uh, let's get back to work and because they don't want to do their jobs. And see, I guess in their minds, they are doing their jobs. In their mind, their job is to make the rich richer and destroy democracy, to undermine democracy, to turn the working class into the more malleable working poor. And they have been successful. I keep asking how much longer we're going to take it. That's the problem. How much longer? How much more are we going to endure of conservatism? 
dragging us down. How many more people have to die before the the right-wingers get angry at the right things? I don't know if they ever will. And thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. Thank you, Onisent. Onisent? Onisent? Uh-oh. Here comes the the cheering. Whee! Thoughts and prayers. Woo-woo! Thoughts and prayers, baby! I don't know. I yell. Usually when I'm not doing a show and the and the seven o'clock rolls around. I yell, yeah, Bill O'Reilly, Papa Bear. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, exactly. But when this happens and I'm not doing a show, I usually scream out the window, Republicans suck, impeach Trump. Yeah. Keeping it real. Got to keep it focused. I, it's not political. Here's the other thing that annoys me about Republicans besides everything else, is how they're they're like, oh, it's not the time to get political. As if everything isn't political. It's all political. What are you talking about? Everything is politics. And if Twitler, I mean, they know this. They know everything's politics because that's why they try to buy politicians and corrupt government. And they write the laws to ensure that they can continue to stay that way. Keep the corruption going. So it's never the wrong time for politics because the, we, the, the fact that we have 100,000 Americans dead is because of politics. It is a direct result of who's squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and who is running the Senate despite receiving fewer votes. All right, here's the music. And as I was saying, we're talking, speaking of the children, I wanted to welcome, let me see, we got a friend on the phone. Hello, John. Hey, Terry, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, enjoying this beautiful weather and getting outside away from people. Great. Well, let me explain. So you're, uh, where do you live? You live in Illinois? Springfield, Illinois, capital city. Mm, and you are out protesting the anti, um, the well, the protesters who are out there having a tantrum about there uh, about the how we're closed how the economy was closed and they were out there and let, i'm gonna play the video that that you took and you sent to me and i honestly it was terrifying i have to tell you when i when i saw it it, it, it was interesting being where i was too <laughs> oh my god i could it's it's unreal these i thought they loved freedom that's the other thing these these republicans I thought that you're just expressing your freedom of speech, and there they are. You better run, boy. Let me... Uh, I mean... Wait, hold on a sec. I'm going to play the video. Terrifying. Go ahead. Hold All on. All right, go for it. Yeah, let me play the video so the viewers know what we're, what we're talking about. Check, check. 
Check one, check one. If you stood six feet apart and wore masks, your protest would be more effective. My eight-year-old daughter doesn't get what she wants when she throws a fit. Why should you? If you stood six feet apart and wore masks, your protest would be more effective. My eight-year-old daughter doesn't get what she wants when she throws a fit. Why should you? I don't know about you, but that's terrifying. So what? So tell me about what happened that day. Well, I that video was after I had been removed from the Kankakee courthouse steps by the Kankakee County Sheriff. Mm. Um, I did the same thing I have been doing at these protests, and I'm not against reopening the economy whatsoever. Um, I believe that there are businesses that can do things the proper way and take the proper safety precautions to make it safe for both their customers and for their employees. Um, I am against people who are refusing to wear masks because they feel that it's a sign of obeying communism. Um, it's, it's a sign of oppression is what these folks think. So I did what I, I, did what I always did. I introduced myself to the sheriffs when I showed up um, because I've had issues at a couple of the protests in the past and let them know that I was going to be walking in the middle of their crowd. I went up, I stood on the courthouse steps with a sign that said, Love thy neighbor, wear a mask, and I had a picture of Christ with a mask on. Um, and says hashtag, mask up for mankind. Um, I was almost instantly swarmed by uh, eight to ten of their folks who actually pushed me farther up up the steps, which I don't think was what they were trying to do. But the Kentucky County Sheriff, three of them came up and asked me to leave. They told me to come with them. Um, he initially tried getting me to go straight to my car. He asked where I was parked at. So I asked him if he was, if I was not able to just go onto the sidewalk, which is public property and continue my counter protest. Um, he actually made me go across the street and not, and didn't allow me on the sidewalk of the courthouse, which is still public property. So I went across the street. Um, I went over to the post office parking lot, which is where the video that you just showed mm. was um, taken at. And yeah, I said my piece. Um, it was great because I just borrowed this megaphone from a friend, and I had not used it before. It was loud enough that every single person on that courthouse lawn stopped, was dead silent, and turned around when I spoke. And then I had these four guys um, look like good old boys, farm boys. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them I'd seen just previously waving a big old um, Trump 2020 banner, and they come across the street and one of them starts saying, you know, you better run boy. And, and at that point I thought that was pretty good advice. I mean, that was probably, um, um, Aubrey's 
that's probably the last thing that man heard. And I can't even imagine how many African Americans in the history of our country that their last words right. were that they heard oh. were "You better run, boy." Wow! It's terrifying that that's the first thing that came to that guy's mouth. Mm. Mm. Um, right. So, so I, so I did. Um, I took off. Um, there was another gentleman as I ran by who joined in the chase. And about 60 feet after that, some random, completely unknown guy. I asked him his name after. Um, well, while he was being arrested, and he just shook his head silently. Um, oh. So that guy's a hero. Uh, but he tackled the guy who was chasing me, just came out of nowhere um, in a mask and sunglasses and laid him out. Wow. Why did he get involved? Do you know? Did he say why? Uh, he had been kicked off the Capitol grounds moments after I was. Um, I think the police identified him as a counter-protester as well. Mm. Um, I don't think he was there for anything like that was to bring attention to a point. I think he was more there to observe. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm definitely thankful for him. I mean, he really felt like an old school non, like before they got co-opted by Russia. Right, right, right. Like, he, yeah, that, that's what, because I was involved in Occupy back in 2012, and that's what he felt like one of the old school guys. Wow. Well, thank goodness he was there. Let me, I actually have that other video. I wasn't sure which came first, so... Let me see if I'll play the because you I I have the video of you being being removed. Hold I was actually after I got chased, I was escorted to my vehicle by the Kankakee County Sheriff. But it's so what I don't understand because uh, let me just I'll play the video so the so the viewers can see. Hold on. permit to stand there while they're also pro protesting it seemed it didn't make any sense to me because you're okay so at least in Illinois I'm not sure about other states um I've had conversations with the Springfield Capitol Police um this is like two and a half hours north um they bust people in the Springfield, so I thought I'd return a favor mm -hmm. um you can protest on certain grounds but without a permit you're not allowed to have signage so that would have been the only reason they would have been able to remove oh, me, legally at least. Right. So 
I mean, it just didn't make any sense. First of all, the whole thing needing a permit to protest is kind of ridiculous. And then for them to be able to remove you because they didn't agree with what your sign said is really, that's kind of... Which I imagine there were a bunch of conservative Christians in that crowd. Right. And then they're applauding as you're being removed. It didn't... It th That's just... I mean, the, the other video was terrifying, but this is infuriating. Why are they applauding? You're exercising your free speech because they need to, um, I don't know, give you permission to say whatever they want you to say. I, it didn't make any sense. What's the point of a protest if you couldn't disagree with them? It's, I don't know. And these guys, one of the things they're out there saying that their First Amendment right, their right to peacefully assemble has been violated, but, but they're out there intentionally um, silencing me when I'm trying to exercise my First Amendment exactly. right of free speech. And I actually have I have another video from a few days before a protest in Springfield where a gentleman was blocking me and ended up hitting me a couple times with the flagpole of a don't tread on me flag. So how ironic is that being tread on right. with a flag that says don't tread on me? Exactly. Right. Well, hold on a second. Here's the music. We'll be back in a sec. All right. That's just for the cues, so I have to cut the Oh, no, you're off. good. Okay, good. Yeah, no. Um... I've, been a, I've been a musician for years, so I'm, <laughs> uh, I've, been in, I've been in this scenario before. Oh, good, good, good. So, yeah. No, I really appreciate what you're doing, and it takes guts to stand there because they are violent. And I, I wondered to myself when I watched them chase you down and you, and you are hundred percent correct to think how, how many Americans have heard you better run boy as their, as the last words that they've heard from someone, from another human being. It's, it's the chilling, disgraceful history of this country. And it's these big freaking whiners these posers they're not american they're, this is anti-american they, they're as extremely saying, exactly um they're all about free speech they're all about their first amendment while they're chasing you down um honestly we've seen this movie before it's all over the world and it's the the if this was 1930s germany you know what side they would be on and not on the right side of history either. But how do you do this often? Do you go out and protest often? It's actually it's actually been a few years. I've kind of been retired. Um, I grew up on picket lines. My dad was a union organizer. Mm. Um, I've got pictures when I was seven years old on a picket line um, right. protesting against Nike sweatshops. Um, we actually, when I was a kid, we drove the Disney store out of our mall. Cool. For the same reasons. That's great. And I, I was involved in Occupy back in 2011, 2012, fairly heavily. Um, I have a lot of friends in the St. Louis area, so I was down there for um, Ferguson and Mike Brown. Wow. And after the election in 2016, it really burnt me out. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe humanity at that point. I know. And right. I've got mm -hmm. I've got I've got I just had my third child. Um, my kids are newborn mm -hmm. four and eight um and i have two foster children wow. so and my life's been a little bit busy right. but seeing that this is something that i felt really passionate about and i'm not i'm not against reopening the economy mm -hmm. like i said i just want people to take 
the proper precautions and common sense measures right. to protect their friends and neighbors. Right. And that's the least we should be able to expect from our fellow Americans who uh, who who proclaim to love this country. They they proclaim themselves patriots, but they won't do the first little thing to save another American from being sick or to uh, go out of their way to ensure that someone doesn't needlessly die. And um, that's and they'll the do everything that they can mm-hmm. to excuse not wearing a mask, which is a simple precaution. One of their biggest arguments is that it reduces your oxygen levels. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I personally know folks who are doctors and nurses that have had a surgical mask on for 18 to 24 hours right. straight for an intensive right. surgery. Exactly. They're still extremely smart. It didn't kill any of their brain cells. I, I mean, maybe I, these guys have less to lose. But... Is this what they're saying, that it's reducing their oxygen levels? That, oh, God. That's, uh. one, that's one of the things they're saying. <laughs> and, it, and it's legitimate, but it doesn't actually have any long-term effects on your body. Right. They're just grasping at straws, obviously. And Oh, yeah. The fact that they have a letter. Here in Illinois, there's a letter that they've printed out that – they are intending on showing folks when they go into stores that says it's a HIPAA violation for them to ask about their mask and an ADA violation, the American wow. Disabilities Act. And it's neither of those because HIPAA only applies to folks who actually handle medical records. Right. And you're not prevented from asking somebody about your their disability. You're prevented from accommodating them. Mm-hmm. That's or from right. not accommodating them. That's right. That's not that they have to be accommodated with their without but you know, by uh, putting other people in danger. I would think that exactly the that the community, the health of the community, would take paramount in. But that this is what they do. This is what right wingers do. They constantly manipulate and. They'll proclaim they'll themselves to be the downtrodden and the oppressed, and well, and they haven't even they haven't even seen what the power of the government has in this situation. Through the Interstate Commerce Act, the CDC has the power to shut down travel between states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They can actually overrule the president in right. uh, in situations of public health crises. Mm-hmm. The CDC and the Department of Public Health has more power and can supersede the president's office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they haven't. Right. But right. these guys are still complaining like this is the only time they've ever been impressed in their life because <laughs> it realistically is. Right. And it's it's pathetic. It is. It's 100 pers- percent. Yeah. The whole uh, patriot thing gets me particularly irritated since. Being a patriot means uh, the 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 word patriot means fellow American. It means fellow countrymen. So you can't yes. proclaim yourself a patriot if you don't give a shit about your fellow countrymen. And the, if we're asking you as a community to inconvenience yourself a little bit, put on a mask, act like a normal, act like a human, act like you're hey, not they, the center they, of the I've universe. I've never heard of. I have never heard a problem with no shoes, no shirt, no service. Right. I mean, <laughs> so it's true. wearing a mask infringes on your rights. So does having to wear pants. I mean, that's right. Except for COVID, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, the, well, thank you so much. It was, uh, I hope you continue and obviously stay safe. I've actually got an action that's going to be taking place just before um, when this airs in Jacksonville, Illinois, and it's being organized by a member of 
the Klan, who used to be a very high-ranking official in the in the Illinois area. Oh wow! So I mean, and that one really doesn't make sense for me. I mean, this guy wears a hood all the time. What's wrong with the mask? <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Are you are you going to take an action? You're going to do an action against the Klan? Uh, please. I mean, pu- punching a Klan member is the same as punching a Nazi, right? Right. No, I mean, I'm all for it. That's great. But please be safe and. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say is be safe the, and you know let the, us the know. The most incredible thing about to, most incredible thing about tomorrow's action is I actually have a couple members of the community over there that have reached out to me that are Trump supporters mm, and mm. who agree with me that this is a nonpartisan issue. Right. And so thankfully, I'm going to have a couple concealed carry holders oh, standing there with me. Good. In the event that things go sideways again. Right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. But, really, I am. Because that's Thank scary you. going in by yourself. You, I'm glad you're bringing backup. That's good. Will you? I've you, had enough, after yesterday, after Thursday, I've had enough people reach out to me that I don't think anybody's going to let me go in by myself again. Right. <laughs> it's good. But will you let us know how it goes? Uh, I would really oh, be interested. I'll shoot you an email as soon as we get out of there with any footage. Okay. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thanks for calling in, John. I'm there. Hey, I really, I really appreciate you having me and allowing me to use your platform yes, to talk about what I've been course. doing. Of course, we'll continue. Please stay in touch. All right. Um, everybody on the chat is really um get, saying, you know, what a patriot you are, and thanks for what you're doing. It's great. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a hero. I'm just doing the same thing that I've always done. I've just happened to get attention for this one. Mm-hmm. But I was raised with the mindset that if not me, then who? That's right. If I'm not going to show folks the right way to do things, then who are they going to look to? That's right. And we're in this together. And I really exactly. am happy to, that we're uh, you know, fighting on the right side of history. And uh, But stay safe and let us know how it goes. All right, John? 100%. All right. I'll talk to you later. Hey, no problem, Terry. You have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. So that's pretty amazing. Everyone on the chat is saying best wishes, John. Thank you. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I first saw John's footage, I couldn't. uh, It really gives me a chill. These, I don't know, six giant goons chasing him down for standing there. And he's saying exactly what we say all the time. My, John said, my eight-year-old daughter doesn't get what she wants when she has a tantrum. And that's what they're doing. They're having a goddamn tantrum. I'm just trying to find where my guys are. Where are you guys? So um, I appreciate that. And I hope that we, I'm sure we'll hear from John again. And we'll keep you guys updated on his action tomorrow, which sounds honestly terrifying to go and challenge the clan i'm glad that he said he's bringing back up and somebody with a gun too because these people are they're the uh you know they're the antithesis of what it means to be an american they're the anti-americans that's for sure oh this is the end of the show but not really. Well, that was good timing then, if that's the case. 
It's not the end of the show. <laughs> if you're on... If you're watching right now, it's actually not the end. But it is for the podcast on Progressive Voices, so please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And remember what I always tell you. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for all your support. I'll see you soon. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going to have to go. Because Progressive Voices chops up the show. So Progressive Voices will play a, um, I guess, an edited version of the show. I don't know. We have to figure something out. We got to figure out. I was thinking of Saturdays. Perhaps we will make the um, the show a patron-only show. Not Saturday. I mean, the end of this show will be... Then we'll go into patron-only content. But I have to figure it out. There's so much to figure out being this, doing this. I can figure it out. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of buttons. As you know, everything goes haywire. But I I don't know. You just keep doing it. You do it anyway. What time we got? Okay, we got... We just, I can't believe it. It's so short, really. The show on Progressive Voices will be very short. It seems. But when they... That's what happens. They'll add commercials. That's what will happen. Not that I'll get any money, probably. Who knows? I hope... I'm, I don't know. I'm a little concerned, frankly, about Progressive Voices. I hope they stay in business. This is the problem. They, um, I've complained before. It, is it complaining? I don't know. It's sharing and caring. We don't get funded. That's what it is. Progressive voices. Oh, and then the effing thing goes off in the background. They need to stay on the air. They tried to make it not uh, commercial free. They tried to make it donations. Is, um, oh. My opponent, AOC, oh, made God. her clear Tara all Jr. of her priorities, and yet what Ooh, I don't understand is why AOC is always MIA. Hold on. At the height of the crisis, she stayed in her Washington, D.C. apartment just hit with the whole and now in I got and didn't come home even though in my ear. wasn't in session. She did that for a whole week. Fuck. Why on earth would you do that when there's a crisis going on here? And you're so, the representative. Tara Jr. Me? Day one. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I don't know if you heard that, but Tara Jr. just hit... Tara Jr. Jr. just hit the space bar and a video started playing in my ear. That's why I was like, what? He's... It's a... It's, this is a cat coup. Exactly. As Paradu says, it was a cat coup. He, he really... He just went like this. Boom. He literally did it on purpose. It was a cat coup. All right, let's go back to what I was talking about earlier, which was the friggin' what does it mean to be a Democrat? We're here to redefine it. I don't know if it's it's not redefine. It's take it back. What it means to be a Democrat is I don't let me tell you what I always thought it meant. FDR Democrat, Social Security, New Deal, leaving no one behind, you know. 
that kind of unemployment insurance, eight-hour workday, living wages, unions, retirement security. But now we have a whole corporate wing of the Democratic Party, and they are trying to redefine the Democratic Party. They've been successful. And I have, I'm asking yet again, guys, if you're a DLC Democrat, if you're somebody who is a Joe Biden supporter, you, that's your first choice. He's your, he's your man. I need to know why, why, what is a Democrat? When you say, like Joe Biden says, I'm not a socialist. I'm a, I'm not a, what he said, I'm not a plutocrat. I'm not a socialist. I'm a Democrat. What does that mean? What's the difference? Tell me. They still can't tell me. Can you guys tell me? Uh, I don't know. Let me find. I'm trying to find this thing. Here it is. Come on. Play. God damn it. I ain't a socialist. I ain't a plutocrat. I'm a Democrat. And I'm proud of it. Look. You got to remember what. Mike is muted again. God damn it. So what does it mean? Tell me. I'm not, I ain't a plutocrat, I ain't a socialist, I'm a Democrat, and pl- proud of it. What the hell does that mean? Anybody, somebody, if you're a Democrat, now let me play, I'll show you what, because the reason I bring it up is that this Maria, what's her face, I don't even know, I'm going to forget her name soon enough, quickly enough, hopefully, she'll slither away back to CNBC or or whatever corporate lobbyist job spit her out. And she was a corporate lobbyist. She's a disgusting person. So if she's a Democrat, if if this is a Democrat, I'm not, it's not my party. That's for sure. I'm not in this party with all these kinds of disgusting people. Like she left her job at CNBC. So, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Caruso Cabrera left her job as an anchor on CNBC to serve on the board of a company that profits from death, from the elderly. Here's a, I'm reading this from The Intercept. Let's see. Beep, bop, boop, bop. Right here. The articles from The Intercept by uh, Ada Chavez. Before Michelle Caruso Cabrera launched a conservative primary challenge against Democratic Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York, she was on the board of directors of GWG Holdings, a life settlement company that makes money off life insurance policies that off life insurance policies purchased primarily from seniors, the terminally ill and those unable to afford it for less than face value, turning a profit when the beneficiary dies. 
You see what a disgusting, greed-centered ghoul she is? So she swoops down on somebody in the last days of her life, or his life. Someone who can't afford... So someone who has life insurance and whose policies have matured, I guess, and they can't afford to pay anymore. They can't afford to pay the premium. So this disgusting... GWG holding swoops in and buys the policy from them and gives them a pittance when they die. So they get something. The family will get something, but not what the policy, not not what they bought. Who comes up with this kind of gross business and leave she leaves CNBC to go to a a company that does that? That's how she got to live in the Trump Tower. A $1,500 a month, $1,500,000 a month apartment in Trump Tower before she came here to Sunnyside. I live in Sunnyside. I've never seen this bitch. She's not a resident of Sunnyside. It's September of 2018, Caruso Cabrera left her full-time position as an anchor at CNBC to join the board of directors at Beneficent Group, a Dallas-based company that lends money to ultra-wealthy Americans who need it fast by turning non-liquid assets into cash. Beneficent is funded by GWG Holdings, a Minneapolis-based life insurance investor that poured nearly one billion dollars into the company in a 2018 transaction last april gwg holdings announced that it was expanding its partnership with beneficent replacing most of its board with beneficent's current board of director directors at an, an sec filing shows that caruso cabrera joined gwb's board at the same day a couple of months later, she was awarded eight hundred. Wait, wait, no, no, eight thousand one hundred sixty-nine restricted stock units of GWG, according to filings. Caruso Cabrera explained her decision to join GWG's board in a farewell segment on CNBC. We talk so much about corporate governance on CNBC. We criticize it a lot, right? She said, and I have thought, you know, the next step should maybe be corporate governance because boards help. Oh, she's such a, oh, an angel, isn't she? On February 21st, Caruso Cabrera resigned from her board position to run for Congress. According to SEC filing, she has positioned herself as a moderate pro-business Democrat in the race, accusing Ocasio-Cortez of being out of touch with her constituents. Not really. And not actually being working class. I love that argument that, um, according to right-wingers, 
if you're a democratic socialist, if you're somebody who advocates for the working class, you don't even have to be a democratic socialist. If you have, if you believe in the New Deal policies that built the middle class, then you should be walking around in a potato sack, living on I don't know uh, ramen noodles, and not. You shouldn't have any means. If you're somebody who is a, per- I, I don't get this whole thing. It's baloney. FDR was in the American aristocracy, if there ever was one. It doesn't change. If you're, uh, it doesn't change his heart. You don't have to. I mean, it's such a stupid argument. I thought you were a socialist. I hear this all the time. If you watch, if you buy something nice, I thought you were a socialist. It has nothing to do. Yeah, I'm a socialist. Of course I am. But that doesn't mean that you don't buy, uh, you know, you don't want to watch a nice TV show. You don't want to watch a nice television set. I don't know. Whatever it might be. It's a testament to democratic socialism. If we all get to have a decent middle class life, a, a testament to a functioning economy. We don't have to eat ramen noodles. It's ridiculous. Not actually being working class. What does she know about working class? She knows nothing. Here's the truth, though. As we know, now in the United States of serfs and lords, if you're born poor, you're more likely to stay poor, remain poor, than in any other Western country. Of all our developed partners, we're the, we're the least upwardly mobile. So you can work, you can drive your Uber. It doesn't matter. If you're not being paid a living wage, there's not enough time on the planet to be able to enjoy that decent middle-class life, less, uh, much less ensure that your kids can have a decent middle-class life. And now, here in the United States, which is a disgrace, frankly, that this is the first generation that isn't guaranteed, the first generation since the first Gilded Age, that isn't guaranteed to do better than their parents. Usually that, that was the American birthright. Not when you have Republican, conservative, I don't care if, uh, Democratic conservative policies that kiss up, kick down, and ensure the rich get richer while the working class go lower on the ladder. The rich do not get richer unless we allow it. And the poor do not remain poor unless we allow it. And the working class doesn't slip below 50% of the population unless we allow it. And that's what's going on. It is government policy that creates the system that creates the environment that we live in. It's not an accident. Like a government policy creates the a system where the you make more money buying and selling stocks or d- trading on your dividends or whatever the hell, cashing checks off your fucking stock portfolio, not working, not the sweat of your brow, or the hours in your life. If you come up with some scam so you can write some algorithm that'll trade stocks faster than somebody else, 
then you get to uh, have that decent life. Get the fuck out of here. That's not a functioning society. That's and that comes from policy, not from democracy. We didn't have a functioning democracy or this country wasn't created because the rich felt like trickling it on on us. That's for sure. The middle class wasn't created that way. It was government policy. Government policy says who, who, who has the piece of the pie? Who is worthy? How much... I, what's the, how much uh, do you need, really? How much do you want? And the the fact is, whatever. That's a stupid question. How much do you want? the 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 whole notion we have to change is that, um, what what the reason for an economy? What is the reason? The whole notion we have to. I'm not saying. I'm not speaking correctly. I'm not speaking good tonight. <clears throat> I'm not speaking real good. That reminds me, actually, of I was in the when I was in basic training, when my I always remember the drill sergeant. He said, "I don't often speak good English, but I'm speaking it real good now." That's what he used to say. It makes me laugh. So I don't speak good English, but I'm speaking it real good now. So, um, yeah, we're the the middle class was created. But on purpose, not by accident, not because somebody wanted to trickle it on us and we could do it again. We have food lines for miles with dumb dumbs screaming and yelling they want to get back to work in the middle of a pandemic because of policy. It's also because of government leadership, quote unquote. It's not leadership. They're le- it's like leading somebody off of a cliff, bunch of lemmings following the doltard over a cliff while he golfs. That's all government policy. Of course it is. It matters. That's why the rich buy their politicians. They want to ensure the game remains rigged. So what the hell? Anyway, so on February 21st, here we go. I'm reading this article from The Intercept. Oh. She has positioned herself as a moderate pro-business Democrat in the race, accusing Ocasio-Cortez of being out of touch with her constituents, which is bullshit, and not actually being working class. Caruso Cabrera, who lived in a high-priced apartment in Trump International Hotel and Tower in Manhattan for years, told Business Insider that Ocasio-Cortez doesn't know what it takes to put food on the table and put a roof over the head of a family. What the fuck does that mean? Because she's not married and doesn't have children? Ocasio-Cortez, in fact, took on multiple jobs after graduating college to help her family make ends meet, working 18-hour days to supplement her mother's income as a house cleaner and a bus driver. Because you now have to have numerous jobs. Not not only do you have to drive your bus, then you got to be a house cleaner on the side. This is bullshit. That's unacceptable. It's not the American spirit. That is the American dum-dum being ridden to the bank. And I'm not saying Ocasio-Cortez's mother is, is dumb. She's just one cog in the wheel. We're all in this position. But I'm trying to say to the rest of the workers, 
hello, it doesn't have to be this way. It is this way because they make it that way. The rich who have bought the politicians and corrupted government, they are doing it to us. You should be able to drive your bus and that's it. After your eight-hour day, go home and have a life and have a weekend and have some retirement security, have a vacation now and then, buy a car, buy some nice things that you like to surround your life with, have experiences, go on vacation with your families and your loved ones because that is the meaning of life. What is the purpose of life? It makes me infuriated to even read this. Her mother's income as a house cleaner and bus driver. Get the... F- I mean, that's... That's maybe the way that Joe Scarborough, you know, the exceptional American, we're driven here in America. People don't have two, three, four jobs because they got nothing to fucking do. They do it out of necessity. If one job paid them enough to keep a roof over their head, to keep food on the table, to prepare for sickness and old age and downtimes, then they would only have one job. Nobody's out there just taking a job. Oh, let me go clean somebody else's house for... uh, I, I just have a burning desire to clean my neighbor's toilets in my downtime. It's a goddamn disgrace. It's nothing to be complimented. Uh, Good for her, of course. Yes, for having uh, uh, the American work ethic. It's not something that we have because it's uh, that's just us. That's what they want us to believe. Like Joe Scarborough, he goes on about what we did on the other show. American exceptionalism, uh, how driven we are, good for us. Like he... He's fucking driven. He's got one job on a, sh- on a cushy network where he sits his fat fucking padded ass down and pontificates about how some people are just born to be slaves. Oh, well, some people have health care and some people should just go die. And he's telling us that that's the way it should be. Drinking his coffee and then, oh, he writes articles in his spare time between his, his, uh, his goddamn wife calling the manager about things that don't actually matter in the long run. She never calls the manager about how Americans are working two, three, four uniquely American low-paying jobs to not even come near the standard of living of their grandparents. How about call the manager on that? No, while her her goddamn uh, sugar daddy squeeze is on the air spreading bullshit about how exceptional we are, which is nothing but an excuse to maintain a broken system. He's running cover for the billionaires. That's what he's doing. Oh, aren't we great? Caruso's campaign, Caruso Cabrera's campaign, quickly picked up support among corporate interests, receiving early donations from dozens of prominent private equity executives and investment bankers. Of course, 
Notably, her bid is being backed by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, a powerful conservative lobbying group that has poured millions into the election of Republicans. Caruso Cabrera was herself a Republican until a few years ago. Caruso, now she's telling AOC what it means to be a Democrat. She's telling AOC what a Democrat is, okay? How dare she? Caruso Cabrera was making public, uh, public appearances on behalf of Beneficent as recently as this year. In January, she appeared on CNBC, where she remained a, a contributor after quitting her staff job. Well, she's got it like that, and she can still squat in a $15,000 a month apartment in Trump Tower. As a beneficent board member discussing Goldman Sachs Group Inc.'s pledge to increase diversity on corporate boards on Squawk Box. Who cares? Because that's the change we can believe in, you see? A couple of tokens here and there. Put some tokens on this fucking board and call it a day. Call it the resistance. Life settlements, also known as what Viat- viatical sediments grew in the 90 i mean in the 1980s during the height of the aids epidemic the new york times described the niche industry in a 2017 article as such if a life settlement company likes its odds of turning a profit it will buy the policy paying out more than the policy's cash value the amount received the policy were canceled but less than face value or a death benefit the firm requires the policy and continues paying premiums and the company or a big investor who buys bundles of policies collects when the seller dies. It's something like a reverse mortgage, but on your life instead of your house. She's a disgusting ghoul. Well, let's see. We only have 10 minutes left. And I want to play some of her stupidity where is it that's why i say please become a patron because maybe one day we'll have a studio we'll have to have cats running around yes of course and i could say get that please get that goddamn fucking footage up i'll probably say it exactly like that of Cabrera Cabrera, whatever her name is, acting like a dumb, fake-ass Democrat. So here she is saying AOC isn't a Democrat. Medicare for all does not guarantee health care. That's what we saw in Italy and Spain, where thousands and thousands, particularly the elderly, died because even though they had health insurance, they didn't get health care. And my opponent, AOC, says she's working to help Joe Biden. Can you believe her bullshit? Like, she cares. The people in Italy died even though they had health insurance, they didn't get health care? That has nothing to do with... What we're talking about. Nobody in Italy died because they couldn't afford it. They didn't delay care because of financial reasons, unlike here. They didn't have to go to work when they were sick. So all of this is a red herring. 
and it's bullshit. And these effing DLC Dems, why do they sound like Republicans all the time? She's not a Democrat, this woman. They want to get rid of AOC, the corporate interests, the Chamber of Commerce, all of the the uh, you know, the new robber barons. They want to get rid of her because she's a she's effective and she's dangerous. Just her spreading the the meme, the, the changing the paradigm about what it means to be a Democrat. Democratic socialism, talking about democratic socialism like it's not the boogeyman. All of that endangers the greed-centered ghouls of the Gilded Age. That's who is now running this country. We are in a second Gilded Age. So what is she, what the hell, let's see. But she told New York Magazine that she groaned out loud because she's in the same party as Joe Biden. In any other country, she said they wouldn't be in the same party. She's right, because she's not a Democrat. She's a Democratic Socialist, and she's working to divide the party. No, because in any other country, Joe Biden would be a conservative. The Democratic Party has gone so far to the right, the elites... The the establishment of the Democratic Party is now the sane Republican Party. They're the less racist Republican Party. Or overtly racist, I should say. Who knows? So, yeah. She's not a Democrat. She's a Democratic Socialist. What is this shit? So, I wish AOC would say, what is a Democrat? I want them to, I want to ask these people, somebody. I asked this, the, the, of course, I'm not going to get an answer from her. I tweeted at this person, what is a Democrat then? Tell me. I, in fact, here it is. I tweeted right here. Is this it? Yeah. Tell us, Maria Carusa Carrera, what is a Democrat? Oh, yes. It's you think someone who sells out, you think it's someone who sells out FDR's New Deal to Wall Street and calls leaving no one behind, I mean, <laughs> leaving millions behind without health care, pragmatic. That's a Democrat. We real Democrats like AOC call that unpatriotic. And that's why I honestly, the show, I keep saying it. This, we have to get this out there into the public consciousness. It is not patriotic to leave people behind without health care, without education, without living wages, without retirement. It is our duty as Americans to ensure that we all have a decent middle-class life. Well, that the economy works for all. Now, you, don't, you can't guarantee everything, but you can certainly enable the opportunity. And all of this, what, everything that this woman talks about, access to health care. Uh, she did the same thing that Joe Biden always does talking about access and affordability you have access now 
access, affordability. What's affordable when the majority of workers can't handle a $400 emergency? Medicare for all does not guarantee health care. Yeah, absolutely. We're not talking about. See, they they add they 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 um put confusion into the mix, and this is why I can't stand these fake ass corporate Dems. They are confusing the argument. This is nothing but a um insurance company verified and directed talking point. It doesn't guarantee health care. Yes, it fucking does. It guarantees... How about it guarantees that you don't have to go bankrupt when you're sick? That's what it guarantees. It doesn't guarantee you're going to get better, but it guarantees you have a shot. You don't have to worry about money. When you're sick, you get to go to the doctor. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to survive, but it will guarantee that no one will have to go on GoFundMe and beg for care. So let's see how AOC answers. Well, let me see what else she says here. Last time, and she continues to do every day. Do you want to respond to that before we just conclude this question, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez? Absolutely. Well, I'm very happy to have the support of my colleagues in the New York delegation. I'm very happy to work very, uh, very well and collaborate a lot with our fellow members. In fact, I have co-sponsored hundreds of bills, many of which have become law, with both Democratic and, believe it or not, Republican colleagues. I make my views known. And she's responding to her saying that she's divisive, but she, she, she's unapologetic. That's it. Forget it. Unapologetically, AOC, we should talk about um, FDR Democrats. Let me see. I'm trying to get the end. Here we go. Oh, here's another thing. That New Deal is another example of a divisive policy that actually doesn't achieve anything because the green deal is divisive and doesn't achieve anything. So what are you in the race, honey? Talk about divisive and not achieving anything. These people are the anchors around our necks. The anchors around progress. Honestly, AOC really wiped the floor with her. And this woman kept repeating, AOC is MIA, AOC is MIA, vote for MCC. She wants to be the new AOC, MCC. It's a pathetic attempt of, uh, I mean, I guess the best, uh, the greatest form of flattery is imitation. She's a pale, poor imitation. Just like the DLC Democratic Party is a poor imitation of FDR's Democratic Party. And it's time we take it back. And fuck it, you know, they say, oh, so they, we shouldn't be using the word socialism. Yet they are able to, um, I don't know, uh, divide us on the, um, the word socialism. But what does it matter? Take it back unapologetically. Oh, wow. I hear the music. It goes by so fast. Guys, I need you all to support the show. And you are. And thank you all for your super chats. Thank you for 
joining me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern. Please become a patron. Tell your friends. One day we will have a daily show. And we'll have a weekend show as a bonus. Wouldn't that be great? We're talking about the important policies of the Democratic Party that leaves no one behind. We're the real Democrats. We're the real patriots. We stick together. We win. I missed the cue. Guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out every week. I'm sorry, no rap. You can't, you can't do a rap every week. Otherwise, it's not funny anymore. Every now and then, we'll, we'll, we'll take a rap. We'll do a rap. <laughs> All right. The show is over, but let me just say, we stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you very soon.